Welcome to the Cheapskate Show. This podcast is all about free stuff and cheap stuff and all our favorite ways to save money. In this episode, we're going to talk about Apple AirPods. Are they worth it? And what are the best cheap alternatives? Plus, one of our favorite gadgets gets the Star Trek treatment. I'm Rick Broida, CNET Senior Commerce Editor, but better known as The Cheapskate, and I'm joined, as always, by my faithful sidekick, my George Costanza, its fellow deal guru, Dave Johnson. Hola, Dave. My name is George Vandelay, so please <laughs> get it right. And are you in latex? Look, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Wait, let's just spend the next half hour just doing lines from Seinfeld. <laughs> For as long as we've known each other, I sort of feel like that in our relationship, I'm the Jerry and you're the George. That's weird because I kind of think of you as my Kramer. <laughs> but you're still George, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, was, I wasn't expecting you to cop to it, but okay. Uh, Dave, before we get started today, uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things. A few episodes back, we talked about TV tech etiquette, specifically is it okay to go into someone's home, fix the dreaded soap opera effect on their TV? Refresh my memory. Where did you come down on this argument? I didn't think it was ethical, perhaps, to do it behind their back. But motion smoothing is evil incarnate. And so absolutely, it should be turned off. But I, I was like, well, tell them you're going to do it. I think it has to be done at all costs, whether it's done in secret or it's done out in the open. Doesn't matter. We received a note from a listener named Andy who I just feel like he gets it. He, he understands what we're <laughs> talking about here. So I just want to read a little bit of what he wrote. He says, this resonated with my soul. I'm fixing TVs everywhere I go. My friends and relatives' houses, hotels, conference centers. I don't even play around. <laughs> I immediately say, your TV looks like garbage. Give me your remote and I will fix it. You go, Andy. So he's doing it in hotel rooms and conference centers. I, I would actually, That's dedication. been in a hotel where, where it was set up that way? Actually, I was in a hotel where not only was motion smoothing on, but the aspect ratio was wrong, so all the video was stretched. Oh, actually, Andy mentions that very thing in his message as well. That's <laughs> it. He said that it's like double, you know, double jeopardy. It's even worse. So he concludes by saying, I am just a guy trying to make the world a better place one poorly configured TV at a time. And uh, also notes that he just discovered the Cheapskate Show and is loving it. And thank you, Andy. We love you for loving the Cheapskate Show. Yeah, you go, Andy. <laughs> All right, everybody. So if you would like to reach out to us about anything that we have uh, discussed on an episode, please do. We would love to interact with you. The address is CheapskateShow at CBSInteractive.com. Hey, Rick, do you know how much AirPods cost? All the money. They cost all the money. The standard AirPods typically cost about 160 bucks, and it goes all the way up to 250 bucks if you get the AirPods Pro. That's crazy. $250 for wireless earbuds. That is outrageous. So the question is, are they worth it? Or should people be buying less expensive alternatives instead? That is such a great question. I, you know, Dave, I'm really struggling with this, to be honest with you, because, as you know, I am the cheapskate, okay? When you hold a pair of AirPods in your hand, 
you think to yourself, these tiny little plastic nothings cost me 160 bucks, and you say to yourself, why did I do that? That's insane. Well, actually, mine cost me 200 because I got the wireless charging case. Oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started on that. Right, so if you want your stock standard AirPods, 160 If you want it with a wireless charging case, which is probably a 50-cent feature that Apple can add, it's $200. And then, as you mentioned, the AirPods Pro, which include noise canceling, are 250 And not only... Do they charge that much? They People buy them. They buy them by the bazillions. Just to play devil's advocate, they're good earbuds. Yeah, that's the they problem. They sound good. They work <laughs> well. They pair really smartly with your mobile, with your iPhone. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. You're probably going to buy them for your iPhone if, if you're buying AirPods. Although you can use them with Android phones. Yeah, you can. You can even pair them with other devices like a laptop. So the reason I struggle with this is exactly what you said, that AirPods are good. I have a pair, and I really like them. I just, I like the setup. I like the case that just flips open, and you take them out and stick them in your ears, and you're immediately listening to music, and they're great for phone calls. That's pretty much the only thing I use them for, because honestly, I don't think they sound that great for listening to music, so I would prefer just to put regular audiophile headphones on if I'm listening to music. So let's just talk about these t- the two versions of the AirPods so we can clarify, because you mentioned that you don't think they sound that great, but you have the AirPods Pro or you have the regular AirPods? No, I got them before the Pro came out, so I have the second the second generation of the original AirPods. So, Dave, here's the thing I want to explain about AirPods. For starters, I think a lot of people buy these with exercise in mind. And it's a little-known fact. Regular standard AirPods are not waterproof. They're not sweatproof. So if you're out running with them and you get some sweat in there and they short out or whatever, you're kind of out of luck. That is not covered under warranty. So the AirPods Pro are water-resistant, they're sweat-proof, and they do something else that's a little different. They create their in-ear earbuds, by which I mean they have these silicone tips that you put them in your ears and they actually kind of make a seal in there, unlike the standard AirPods, which just sort of lay in your ears, I guess I'd say. That seal offers noise isolation. By Just by itself, that seal creates a barrier against outside sound. Right. Passive noise cancellation, if you will. Exactly. But they kind of double down and offer active noise cancellation as well. So those are the key differences between the two kinds of AirPods that are out there. And I mentioned that because as we teed up at the beginning, there are lots and lots of alternatives that cost lots and lots less. Do you use your AirPods exclusively or do you have any others that you listen to as well? In terms of earbuds, they're the only ones that I use. I have headphones that I use regularly. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, plug the corporate overlords here real quick by saying that if you head over to CNET, you will find several articles that contain lists of AirPods alternatives and AirPods Pro alternatives priced well below what Apple charges for their products. And there are some really, really good ones in there. There's one in particular I'm going to point out because this would actually be a good candidate for Too Good to Be True, which is a segment that we introduced a couple of weeks ago. It's made by a company called EarFun, and it's called the EarFun Free. And so these earbuds are not only 
quote, true wireless, meaning there's no wires connecting them to each other or to your device. They're, they're Bluetooth. And they are sweatproof. They are not active noise canceling, but they do do passive noise cancellation, much the way that AirPods Pro do. They come in a case that can charge via USB-C or charge wirelessly, just like AirPods Pro can. So, Dave, what would you pay for such a product? I would pay $300. <laughs> well, you could, but then you'd have to walk away with like eight pairs of the things because the earphone free <laughs> normally sells for like 45 bucks. Uh, sometimes goes on sale for 40 and I actually just recently wrote up a cheapskate deal where it was on sale for 35 bucks. It's ridiculous how decent these are. And that's uh, crazy for that amount of money actually. Yeah, it's and 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 I'm not alone in this. Um CNET's David Carnoy who writes about a lot of headphones and audio stuff, he's also a big fan of these. Uh says that they sound way better than they have any right to at this price point. So, I just want to highlight that as an example of an alternative. And so for anybody who maybe doesn't have a set of true wireless earbuds yet, has maybe been interested in AirPods, um, products like them, and not sure if they'll like them or not, why not start with the $35 pair before you spend $160 or more? See if you kind of like this setup where there's no wires and it's just a, a little in-ear bud and uh, see if this is your speed. Here's my opinion. You can tell me what you think of this. There are a lot of earbuds out there that are a fraction, a tiny fraction, actually, of what the AirPods cost. You mentioned the Earfun and Anchor has actually several different pairs of really superb earbuds. And I know David Carnoy has written about them and really lauded them. So you can do a lot better in terms of price performance. But I would add that the one thing that Apple does is it creates this cohesive iPhone experience that you don't get with any of the other devices. I mean, the the AirPods just work better with your iPhone and your iPad in a way that those other companies' earbuds just don't. Well, when you say work better, what do you mean specifically, though? I'm not sure if I agree with you on that. I'm talking about, well, let's start with the pairing experience. You Do you remember how easy it was to initially pair your AirPod with your phone? You basically just took it out of the box, opened it up, and boom, it was a two-step process and it's paired. You didn't even have to go to the Bluetooth menu on your iPhone. Most modern wireless earbuds, it might be a three-step process, by which I mean... But this is a two-step process, Rick. <laughs> it's 50% more step. <laughs> that, and that's 30%. You just don't know math, do you? <laughs> if I have to go from two steps to three steps, isn't that 50% more steps? Maybe. <laughs> no opinion. <laughs> Ooh, I beat you at math. First time ever. <laughs> All I'll say is that once you do that initial pairing, and again, it's literally, for most of them, it's like open up the case and take them out. They go into Bluetooth pairing mode. You go into your phone. You tap. You're done. And then next time you take them out of the case, they instantly pair. You pop them in your ears, and you're off to the races. And that's just it, it, that kind oh, of okay. convenience you, you have and simplicity is so yeah. nice. All right. Maybe my point isn't as valid, and the math will leave that to the experts to figure out. <laughs> Okay, Dave, so let's answer the question we asked at the beginning. Are AirPods worth it? I know you have no trouble spending a little extra on certain products, so 160 bucks, 200 bucks, is that a, a value proposition for you? 
Well, clearly I spent the money already. And <laughs> if I had to do it all over again, I probably would because you shot down my opinion that the AirPods just work better with the iPhone than others. But I don't know. I just really like... There is a certain cohesiveness. I agree with you. Sure. So I'm going to stick with that. So for me, it's worth it. But I totally understand spending $100 less and still getting a great pair of earbuds. Right. And I kind of feel the same way. I Since I have them already, I, I like them a lot. I plan to keep them. But if I was doing it over again, I just couldn't. I, I cannot bring myself to spend so much more money when for half the price I could buy two pair of wireless earbuds, one for me and one for the missus. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say one for me. <laughs> no, you're covered, apparently. So let us know what you think, folks. Obviously, this is a kind of a contentious issue. Are AirPods worth it or not worth it? Let us know what you think. So, Dave, let's go on to one of my favorite segments. This is Best Under 20, and I think you've got something for us that is 20 bucks or less and is awesome. Let me ask you a question, Rick. How do you manage your keys? You know, like your house key, your car key, that sort of thing. Knowing you, you just pick up a big ball of keys off the table and cram them into your pocket and walk out the door. Is that right? Uh, Dave, that's ridiculous. I have them on a twist tie. Okay, that's what I thought. So I use a little product that's called the KeySmart. So if you're not familiar with the KeySmart, it's I'm not sure what this shape is. I don't know how to describe it. So I'm going to say, imagine a pocket knife, and there are screws at each end. And through the screws, your keys are threaded. So they point in, and they're completely covered by the top and bottom of the KeySmart. And then you just use your finger to flip out the keys when you need them, and then you flip them back in again when you're done. So that way you never get stabbed in the leg or jab your hand into your keys when you reach into your pocket. It's a really elegant way to carry your keys around. So it is kind of like a pocket knife for your keys. I guess, but there's no knife. <laughs> Unless you get the pocket knife accessory, which you can do. And that's one of the cool things about the KeySmart is there's like a bottle opener and a knife attachment. And you can even put like a USB memory key in there to carry 16 gigabytes of memory around with you. So there are things you can do to add on to the keys. But yeah, the bottom line is it's just this thing you put in your pocket that has it. I, I think it can hold like 14 keys or so. Um, so if you do have to unlock your entire public school system, you can do that. <laughs> so I have to say, Dave, I'm familiar with this product. It's been around for a few years, and I've always kind of felt like it's a solution in search of a problem because I don't have that many keys, and one of the keys I have is my car fob, which obviously doesn't fit into the key smart the way it's because it's not a key. So I have to have that as part of it, and then I have a house key, and that's <laughs> that's it. What, what else do I need to unlock? Well, I have, I think, four keys on my key ring right now. I have my front door, my back door, the garage, and a mailbox key. So I have four keys. Okay. I hate keys. I really, really genuinely despise carrying keys around. This is one of the reasons that I first got a smart lock, like an August smart lock on my front door, so I don't have to carry the key around. But this thing actually makes it palatable for me to have the keys because the individual keys aren't just jangling around loose. And you might say, well, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on something like that. Oh, boy. We, I, I suddenly went into infomercial mode. <laughs> but one key smart 
is $22, if I'm not mistaken. So it just misses the threshold for our best under 20. But if you buy two of them, you get three for the price of two, which makes each one about $14 or $15. So it kind of squeaks in on a technicality. (laughs) But I really, really like the idea of the KeySmart. So for me, it totally works. But you just don't see the value? (laughs) For me, I don't because it's just one more thing that I I just don't need. I have my key fob. I have my house key. And it's just it's not a problem for me. I've never been bothered by the whole key setup. Let me point out the fact that you can clip the KeySmart to your key fob. So you're holding one thing and it has both your car key fob attached to the key the key smart but you're actually giving me an extra thing because all i have I, I know but it's holding all your keys but i only and have one you key can get a, you can get a quick release for it so you can detach <laughs> them quickly if you want to uh you know i mean don't I'm take a- this away from me rick <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you're happy about the key smart dave but don't get me one for christmas okay well, wait, hold on. There's, there's, there's more because there's one more thing that might sway you, and I, I don't know. Okay. Um, and I know you know about this, but I find this really, really cool. The normal KeySmart is twenty-ish dollars, twenty-two bucks, or if you get two of them, they're fifteen each. Great, but. For 60 bucks, I know that's a lot more money, but for $60, you get a KeySmart that has a tile tracker built into it. Now you've got my attention a little bit because I am a huge fan of the tile trackers. In fact, I do already have one on my keychain. Well, now you don't need to just willy-nilly add a tile to your keychain because you can get it built into the KeySmart. And even cooler, there is a Star Trek KeySmart, there are two of them. There's an original series one and a next generation one where the KeySmart itself is finished with Star Trek mm, graphics on it. And that's the one that sold me. I, the, I carry around the Star Trek next generation KeySmart. And it has, it has a tile built in, so I'm never going to lose these keys. Dave, all that sounds utterly amazing, but I'm just going to once again politely say no thank you. You don't have to like awesomeness, but... I'll just point out for anyone else that is interested in at least looking at the KeySmart, you can get it at getkeysmart.com. So just go check it out. I think for for $15 or $20, it's a great way to carry your keys around. Rick, now it's time for my favorite segment. You know what it is. Best under 20. No, we just did that. Oh. Listener question. Woo! This week on Twitter, Cheapskate Show listener Lane asks, what types of things are the worst to cheap out on? What a great question. Oh, there's no such thing, man. I cheap out on everything all the time. No, there are such things, Rick. First example, tattoos. Do not go with the lowest bidder on a tattoo. Uh, well, actually, I do have a candidate in mind, but I'd be curious to hear from you, and I, I'm pretty sure it's got to be audio-related. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to pick something to do with with uh, headphones or speakers, something like that. What, what's your pick? I have two. So the first one is actually, I'm going to say this is even more important than audio, and that because it's a bigger investment, and that is home exercise equipment. Mm. We've talked about this before because you and I have both bought very inexpensive home exercise equipment like elliptical machines and that sort of thing and they last for 
three weeks, four weeks just to get them out of warranty. And then they just fall apart like that breadstick public school that was built in the Simpsons. And uh, so uh, I think it's definitely worth the money to spend a little more to make sure you're getting a quality piece of home exercise equipment from a known brand and probably even spring for the extended warranty, which I have done. And it's paid for itself many times over. I do think we've talked about that before, and that's that's a great recommendation. I think my pick is going to be, believe it or not, it's going to be laptops. Anytime I write about a super cheap laptop deal uh, for the Cheapskate blog, people really respond to it or are interested in it. And, you know, a lot of people are into Chromebooks because you can, you know, get something for 150 200 bucks. But the, the key thing I want to stress is that if you're shopping for a Windows laptop, you need Windows for work or you just you just prefer it, it's really important that you don't go super cheap on that. Uh, you don't want a slow processor. You don't want, you know, only like four gigabytes of RAM. And you especially don't want a traditional mechanical hard drive. It's really worth spending a little more to get a decent processor, by which I mean like an Intel Core i5 or better, a minimum of eight gigabytes of RAM, uh, 12 or 16 would be even better, and get a solid state drive. The performance difference is just night and day. You will not regret that investment at all. So that's my pick for what not to cheap out on. Dave, did you have one more? Yeah, let me do the audio one because you know me very well. I do have an audio recommendation. You, We already talked about True Wireless earbuds. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about headphones. If you do want headphones, I would say this is an area where it makes sense to spend a little more because inexpensive headphones do a couple of things. One, they're often really uncomfortable to wear. I love more premium, more expensive headphones where the band floats, and so you don't have the weight of the headphones weighing down on your noggin for hours at a time. And the audio is super important because cheap headphones, one of the things the manufacturer knows is if you're just trying it out, you're going to be wowed by a lot of bass, and then they also dial up the presence to make the high end more more vibrant. And the two things happen. One, that is a very harsh listening experience over time. You might not notice it in the first few minutes, but after a few hours, you're like, this hurts to listen to. And the midtones kind of disappear because they're not being they're not balanced. And so overall, it sounds terrible. It's not going to be good for music. It's not going to be good for games. That's interesting. Um, you know, I really come down on the side of inexpensive headphones, and I've tested some that are, you know, surprisingly good, at least to my ears, for the money. And, I, and I'm talking about $40, $50, $60 headphones. But you raise really good points about comfort and about listening over long stretches of time. Because, you know, the, my time being what it is, when I test a set of headphones, it might be for 20 or 30 minutes. And then I'm able to say, hey, you know, that sounded pretty darn good to me. But I'm not necessarily testing them for, for hours and hours and days and days at a time. So, all right. Uh, yeah, Rick, let me just point out that I think the way that they balance the audio on inexpensive headphones is a lot like the way that they balance the visuals on inexpensive TVs. You know how they crank up the brightness in the store so you think oh my god these look amazing but when you get it home you realize well actually the picture quality is not that good they just faked me out it's the same thing with audio <laughs> dave what's a store <laughs> 
it's that thing you used to go to before the pandemic. Oh, right. I remember those. And before Amazon. Actually, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think we were going to very many even before the pandemic. So thanks for joining us on this episode, everyone. We will be back next week with more deals and money-saving advice. In the meantime, you can find daily deals by visiting cnet.com slash cheapskate and following us on Twitter at CheapskateBlog or Facebook at CheapskateRick. If you have a question you'd like us to tackle or a great deal you'd like to recommend, send an email to CheapskateShow at CBSInteractive.com. So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay cheap. <laughs>